Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the new podcast that examines iconic looks in film, television, music, and fashion history. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hi, everybody. It is the first day back for me. It is the first day back. Summer was summer. And it, no, I know it's still summer. I know, I know. It's a heat wave here in New York as I'm recording this. It's not really my favorite. Um, I know I am definitely in the minority for that. So if anybody can commiserate with me on actually the stressfulness of summer, it's sort of entertaining the family and uh, you know, seeing seeing family and traveling, it's a little stressful for me. But now the workaholic in me is very excited because my favorite time of year is happening. It is going to be fall in five minutes. That means that we are back and I have some super exciting guests coming. I I know I always say that, but it's really true. The person that I spoke to for this comeback episode is Lawrence Davis, the hairstylist, hair guru extraordinaire. His work is featured in Respect. That came out today. I saw the film, of course. Please see this in the theater. Jennifer Hudson is, uh, you know, at the top of her game with the same. Oh my God, it is really something to experience in the theater at full volume. What's really extraordinary about this movie is the costumes, hair, and makeup. And you're not going to believe your eyes. The replications are incredible. And she looks extraordinary. Please, 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 please tell me what you think. You're going to love it. Lawrence Davis was the head of the hair department, the personal stylist for Jennifer Hudson. And I'd been admiring his Instagram posts since he started dropping little sneak peeks. Uh, of his work in respect. And you've you've seen his work for years. He's working every day on everything. Most recently, it was Mayor of Easttown and the Underground Railroad, um, which you all saw. And he managed to escape to speak with me super quick. Um, he's working on his latest project, The Mothership, with Halle Berry. So we went into the trailer and stole a moment together to talk about some of the amazing work that he did in respect. And honestly, this origin story for Lawrence is incredible. Incredible. I almost cried. I, I just can't believe the serendipity in this world when you are aligned and on the right track and living your life with purpose. The rewards just arrive. And this story is so inspirational. Um, it's in the second half of the interview and I'm dying for you guys to hear it um, because I've been feeling like this is a story that I personally needed to really hear right now. And we've had a lot of reflection going on. I'm kind of sick of it. And I really appreciated hearing, you know, that once you are aligned with your purpose, it's unavoidable that it is going to deliver for you. Um, I hope you feel inspired by this. Please enjoy my conversation with Lawrence. Lawrence, thank you so much for joining me today. I am really thrilled to talk to you about all things Aretha and Jay hud <laughs> um, I got an opportunity to see Respect and your work. Let me just, it was incredible. I knew I was getting some sneak peeks on the Instagram. And so I was really anticipating seeing it and was not disappointed. I want you to tell me absolutely everything. <laughs> so Let's start with let's start with how you came to the project. Um, this one in particular. Well, I knew Jen was doing it. Jen and I have been friends for a long time, so I knew she was doing it. I just didn't know when it was coming about. Coming about. 
Um, so just magically one day while working on another project uh, with Barry Jenkins, I was just about to, actually we were, we were about a month and a half into Underground Railroad and I got a call um, from a costume designer in New York, Glenn Ramos. And he was like, I got your name from me and Neil for uh, a referral for the Aretha Franklin project. And I'm like, really? <laughs> so that was the initial call, but I kind of knew things were brewing up uh, through Jennifer, but just didn't know when it was going to happen. Right. Because these projects can take forever. <laughs> and so you never want to get too excited until you get that call. Exactly. So exactly. on the, t the call came, oh, bless ne Mia. That's amazing. So, so what was the timing of this? Was she on Ma Rainey at the, was it, what was the timing of the project? I don't think Mia was on Ma Rainey at the time. I don't think they had done, I don't think they had started it yet. Okay. Um, but whatever it was, she could not do it. And she definitely referred me as an Atlanta local, uh, mm -hmm. which is where I live. Mm -hmm. And it was just uh, just a perfect merge, of course, because I wanted to do it. I love doing period pieces. And Jennifer is one of my good friends. So it just made sense. What a beautiful experience to get to do this with your friend. I mean, it must have been truly. Where do you go from there? I mean, is this the pinnacle? Is this like... Did you pinch yourselves every day? <laughs> I did. I pinched myself every day because it was such a great project. And I love working with Jennifer. And she's so, she's such a chameleon. You put her in vintage clothes and it just, it just comes out of her automatically. Mm -hmm. I've done a few things with her that are uh, period related, whether it's photo shoot or, or anything uh, pertaining to period. She's just like that woman that transfers from present day to that time. And she does it so gracefully. So. I don't know where I'm going to go from here. <laughs> I have no uh, idea. <laughs> first stop the Oscars and then you'll see. What you Baby, I got What you need You know I got it All I'm asking Is How many albums have you had? and no hits. Honey, find the songs that move you. Until you do that, you ain't going nowhere. I was wondering how it was shot. How, was it in chronological order? Did you do, there was quite a long time in the first wig. Um, yeah, never in chronological order um, because we shot first in New York. Okay. So we shot a lot of the, the New York exteriors with she and uh, Marlon Wayans first. Mm. Then we went back to, we went back to Atlanta, um, maybe two weeks after that. And we started shooting with young Aretha. Okay. So, yeah. So we did a lot of that young Aretha first with Sky, who was amazing. Mm. And then finally into uh, uh, young adult Aretha. Yes. So it's never chronological order. Never. We're not that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to do any Europe looks in between the... Yeah. I imagine those were the behemoths, right? Were, but you know what? This little voice told me early on when I confirmed the project to start those wigs and put them on the shelf. Okay. And that's what I did. When I had the initial meeting with Clint, I, I flew to New York to meet with him. And one thing I do on most of the projects that I work on is I visit the costume department and the art department. 
Mm. And that's like the icing on the cake for whatever I've researched. I see the costumes and it all comes together. So you go, you go Aretha crazy. You go down the rabbit hole. You look at everything. You get digest all that. And then you bring that into the rooms of the art director and the costume director. And had you worked with Clint before? I had not. Oh. Before. Um, And Clint has done lots of Broadway. So I was excited just to go up there to meet him and to see how everything worked there. So that was a glimpse of uh, a world that I have not never worked in. Mm. So once I got to New York and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And they're just over there sewing costumes and costumes are hanging here and hanging there. I was blown away by it, but it gave me, it was the icing on the cake for all the work that I had done uh, prior to getting to New York, which mm. is information. And then yeah. the New York looks, that, that's when they were living in Harlem. Yes. Yeah. So, so those, those were, that wig reminded me so much of my mother and I just loved it. I, I love that look. It's funny how a look that you, you grow up and you see it on the wall and you're like, oh, and then you get this, you know, affection for this. Look, what, what were some of your favorite wigs? I mean, I, I, had to I be several. Say, my favorite were the performance wigs. Yeah. I mean, um, how tell me about that tell me about it what what are the the standouts to me were amsterdam yeah and paris yes okay those are the two that i mean they were all fabulous they were the small wigs that i had to build out okay it was a small little you know short wig but i had to build the crown out by adding webs and webs and webs and then teasing and backcombing until i had this major form um which really scared me in the beginning i was like oh my god i think this is too big but it wasn't actually, mm. actually they weren't big enough. Um, and those were my favorites. I want to say the performance wigs um, and her Afro. I enjoyed the Afro as well. Yes. In the church. Yes. 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 And that, that seemed to be a real challenge because she was so hot. Right. Okay. Yes, so but, talk to me about that. That was one of the, that was one of the best moments in the entire film. Mm. And I'll say that because while we were filming that, there was this amazing spirit that came through the church and Jennifer was singing and Lisa was like, okay, cut, cut. And she could not, she could not stop singing. She kept singing. Stop it. it was amazing. Oh my gosh. And for those who haven't seen the movie yet, this is at the end in the church of her father's and she's, you know, it's a well-documented, it's a documentary film, right? They, yeah. so they recreated the documentary film, which was her yeah. best-selling album and, uh, or the best-selling gospel album. her best-selling album album. yeah and um you know it's unforgettable and it it closes the movie and uh, uh, so so she couldn't stop singing singing. lisa was like okay cut and jennifer just kept singing and then all of a sudden everybody was just weeping (laughs) wow what an experience so did you feel aretha's presence and as you were creating as we were creating this, and, and once I found out the backstory, mm. it was just this amazing appreciation for the lyrics of the songs, mm. the, the telling of the story itself. Once I knew her backstory, I was totally wrapped around and in all in there. So it was just a, pl- a pleasant place to be because I knew the backstory and I knew that Jennifer had Miss Franklin's blessing to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Very important. Yes. It just felt good all day, every day. Right. So you never had to deal with that whole, should we, shouldn't we, yeah. is this the right thing yeah. to do? Exactly. Mm. What, what Jennifer did, of course, she committed to it. And 
there was never a tug or pull or I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. She said, I'm sitting here. You guys do what you need to do. You know, oh. so that made the day just wonderful every single day. You know, we all collaborated and got the story told and she was just the best canvas for us to work on. Now, how did you go about replicating the looks? Did you um, tell me about working with Liesl a little bit? Like, did, did how did you pick which ones would be highlighted? Did they? I, that was, I, I really piggybacked off of costumes. Okay. I knew the more elaborate costumes. So Liesl was pretty hands-off. She, she was like, I trust this whole yeah, department. She, Let's just do this. Exactly. She let us do our thing. And if there was something she wanted, you know, pulled back because she, she may have had a, a, a thought there was there, mm -hmm. if there was something she went pulled back on we, we pulled back on mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. and, you know it was all a, a collaborative effort and it just it came out beautiful well yeah. none of these look like a costume like at all you know and that that's so dangerous I felt your work in particular the hair moved it was not like a helmet it was you know how did you get that life in that you know because she was very she was in motion all the time. And, you know, you see on yeah. other shows and things and period pieces that they don't move. Right. One thing I needed to do was keep these wigs as realistic as possible. Okay. One thing I got to do, which I never, ever had a chance to do on any project that I worked on, they sent me a rough cut and they let me edit. They let me edit anything that I saw with my third eye that I didn't like as a hairstylist. Wow. And I did that. Last year, last summer during the pandemic, because I had nothing else to do. Of yeah. course. And I, sat, I sat on the couch and I had wow. my laptop and I looked through every frame and I was able to make notes and say, yeah, fix that over there, fix that over there. I see flyways here. My third eye was just seeing little things that uh -huh. I know I had done that sure. I didn't know whatever. But I was able to do that for the first time. I've never been able to do that on a film. So I'm going to thank MGM for that. That's generous. Yeah. Well, but it look at it really paid off because, you know, there's no question that this is loyal to the looks and accurate and completely not costumey, which really surprised me because I know I know Liesl, uh Tommy, the director, she has a strong theatrical background, obviously, and the costume designer had a strong theatrical background. So I was really impressed with how realistic all of this looked and how long did each look last? How long were you shooting in each look? Oh, wow. Um, gosh. I interrupted you, too. You were in the middle of a thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I would say it, it varied. It definitely varied. Um, I know the Amsterdam performance was about a week of shooting because we shot at a huge arena and we had about 1,000 backgrounds. So that was one of my favorite scenes to shoot. But it took about a week, maybe four days to shoot um, because of all the logistics and the movement. and. Mm -hmm involved um but on average i would say uh for each look we we kind of dove into them especially performance looks about two or three days at on, on average okay yeah, okay they because they were performance days yeah. but, but how did you have that stamina it's 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 what she does <laughs> <laughs> and her real life looks um those looks were i i wanted those to be as realistic as possible because of because what we what we wanted to do was we wanted to make the viewers aware that she did wear wigs for performance because it was performance. Ah, we wanted yeah. them to make we wanted them to look realistic, if that makes sense. Yep. But as a performer, we know performers wear wigs, so we, I wanted to make sure they were as 
tailored as possible, had the sheen that they needed, the, the movement that they needed um, without going to the point of, oh, she's wearing a helmet, you know? Yeah. I needed to be careful not to go too far with the spray, not too far with the product, but still have it realistic. And I remember researching one of the looks that Aretha had in, I think it was one of the memorial services for Martin Luther King. And I couldn't mm -hmm. figure out what was going on with her hair. I was mm -hmm. like, there's something hanging, but everything <laughs> else is up. And I was like, I'm not gonna do that hairstyle. I'm not gonna do it. But what I did find was other footage from a different angle. One of the curls, the clusters had fallen while she was. Singing. Ah. That's what it was that I was seeing on the other side. So I was like, okay, I get it. You know, she's singing, the hair has fallen, the hair has fallen, and that's what I'm seeing on the video footage. You're discovering this as you're doing the edit that they that they let you do. Okay. Oh my goodness. This as I was researching that hairdo because oh. I was looking, yeah, as I was researching the hairdo, I was like, do I want to repeat this hairdo? I understand. I don't really understand what's going on with it in the black and white photo. But once I found the video footage of another angle, that's when I realized, oh. Lawrence, you researched so hard that you were able to match <laughs> print images to video footage. And it's like to. all blended together in your brain like a smoothie. Amazing. I had to because I wanted it to be as authentic as possible. So I had to, yeah. I had to research it. I just pulled out all the layers that I could and found stuff on um, Pinterest. I just found stuff uh, even back to Getty Images and, and uh, Wire Image from years ago. So that mm. helped. What yeah. was one? What was a a major find of yours that you found that you'd never seen before? Wow, um, there was a picture of her with this major. <laughs> major really big, big hairstyle. And I said, no, I don't want to do that one because it just, um, it was a bit much, even when I saw the footage of it, I was like, yeah, that's that's gonna come across a little crazy for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the cool thing about it is we didn't do that look, we didn't even do that costume, uh, that outfit. So I wasn't gonna put that hair on anything. Oh, good, okay. <laughs> I think it was one of those images where she had been singing, you know, she had been in concert and she had just sweated everything out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I noticed. So what are what are some of your secrets about when you have a performer that's performing as go just going as hard as she can like that? And what do you do to keep the so you don't have to keep touching it up? And um, what I do in between takes, of course, is there's major fanning and mm -hmm. <laughs> small handheld fans and things like that. But mm -hmm. I just pray. <laughs> <laughs> I just pray, especially if there's an if there isn't an A and B wig. I just pray, and then I let them know that if she does sweat out, we're gonna need time to reset her. So yeah, it's that. <laughs> oh my goodness! And like this is always a really uh, fun question that listeners like. It's like, how do you, an accomplished artist, what advice do you have for somebody who's still a little, little timid on set and needs more time in situations like this? How do you respectfully ask? the crew to give you the time that's necessary but I not take too much what i basically do is i pad it because mm -hmm. anything could happen yeah. i pad the time and i'm gonna say look i'm gonna need 30 minutes if it's 20 i'll ask for 30 if it's longer i'll ask for you know i just pad the time because things happen even yes. even with the artists sometimes they may have to go to the restroom yes and that's about five five to seven minutes off of my time so i'd like to pad the time and just be upfront and honest what of what it's going to take 
I love that your experience just showed me that you have even the bathroom time down. You, yeah, <laughs> five to. to seven minutes. I need that five to seven minutes. You have to, because even working on set here, I like to add in just travel time because when you're wrangling people, people move and they disappear. So oh, yeah. I like I like to add in a little bit of time because of the bathroom or somebody may run and get something to drink or just something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you, you got to work right away. Now, now you're enjoying all of this circuit and all of this, the release of it. It's coming out. Let's see, we're recording this uh, a couple days before it comes out. So it'll be out by the time that this, this airs, but I, um, you, you got to experience the LA premiere. Did you, is, has there been a New York premiere? There hasn't been a New York premiere. Okay. There have been several screenings um, pretty much everywhere. There were several screenings that I was invited to in New York, but they were through the week, so I couldn't go because of Right, that. you're in Atlanta right now. I'm in yes. Boston, actually. Oh, you're in Boston. Okay. You live in Atlanta, though, right? That's where I got that from. Okay. All right. And then, so how was the premiere? Did you have an amazing time? Oh. It was amazing. It was like a big old reunion for us because we hadn't Good. seen each other since uh, we finished filming, which was really incredible finishing because we finished a few weeks before the pandemic yeah. and I hadn't seen anybody in person since then. So it was just a big old beautiful reunion just to be there and see everybody. And everybody was just happy to be a part of it as they were happy to be filming when they were filming. One thing about a project that you have a cast that's happy to be there, it makes everybody's life very, very, very easy. Yes. Was that the vibe all everyone was, it was a celebration all around. Mm. Absolutely. Every day. Yeah. Everyone that came to work wanted to be there because they mm. wanted to help tell that story and be authentic with it. So um, having having um, the uh, premiere this weekend was having been there, excuse me, was it was just wonderful. It was wonderful. I was tired, but I just kept going and kept going. But it was it was a great experience. Well, this is going to be the beginning of a very wonderful ride, I think, for you, because people are going to love it and they're just going to be celebrating it all over. And of course, Aretha is watching over the whole yeah. release. So right. I can't yeah. wait for people to enjoy this film. I, I, I'm, I was honored to do it. And I just I was just happy I got to do. Of course, I love doing period pieces, but just to tell this amazing story, I was just I was just blown away. I um. I, if you have one more minute, though, Lawrence, would you tell me a little yeah. bit about, about how you got into the industry? You know what? It's really interesting. I lived in Baltimore, Maryland, where I was born and raised, and I had a salon. I was in a salon for years, and I just got to the point where I, I wanted to explore, and I was always watching entertainment television and just wanted to do that. And I was like, you know what? I really, really want to check this out. So I remember taking a lunch break and going to uh, pick up some lunch. And while I was in the store, I picked up a magazine and I, I saw this amazing story about Hallie of all people and her Serendipitous. hairstyle. Yeah. <gasps> wow. So I read that. I remember going back to the salon, reading this story about Hallie and her hairstylist. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to LA, uh, check it out and see what's going on. And I'm just going to, you know, see if I like it. Worst case scenario, I wind up in a salon there, but I needed to surround myself by it. And that's what clicked. Okay. I sold my business, moved to LA, and was instantly pulled into it. <gasps> Halle Berry saved your life. <laughs> <laughs> that magazine article, I remember it so well. It was the April issue of Essence Magazine 2001. That's the one. You need to frame it and put it somewhere in your house. I still have it. You do? 
Okay. That's happened. That's you got to go to Michael's, get your custom framing coupon and get that. (laughs) Exactly. But I still have that article and I wind up working at his salon. Really? I kid you not. Did you go there? You went there? I did not go there. The strangest thing happened. Oh my God. I love I was working at another salon in Melrose. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't full of clients. So I was sitting in my chair. The phone rang. The receptionist wasn't at her desk. I went to answer the phone. A young lady actually called to make an appointment with someone else, but she gave me a Maryland phone number. And I was like, oh, I recognize this, this uh, area code. It's from Maryland. I'm from Maryland. So she's like, what's your name? We introduced ourselves to each other. I hung up the phone. A few minutes later, I get a call back. They asked for me. And it's one of my classmates from hair school. She said, this is Leah. My friend just called your salon where you're working to make an appointment for me. I'm coming out to take Nico's class. Nico is Hallie's hairstylist at the time. Oh my God, stop it. Yeah, she goes, I'm coming out to take Nico's class. And I was like, well, why don't you stay with me? I'll drop you off at his class and whatever. She comes to to stay with me. I drop her off at the class. I meet Nico face to face. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of full circle. I just read about this guy a few months ago. Now I'm meeting him. She's going to his class. So he introduces himself self to me and then the next day i drop her off he says you want to come in i was like no i can't take this class it's 500 bucks he's like no just come in sit in the back so that's how i met nico the next day i go to the salon and she wants to talk to him just to look at the salon and they're just talking and i'm just kind of standing back so we leave and she goes why don't you ask him if you can come over and watch him work sometime i was like you know i'm the the new kid here he don't want to be bothered with me but he said yes long story short i wound up working there and one of my first one of my first projects with him was with him and Hallie. So it was full circle less than six months later. I cannot believe this story, but I I believe it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it <laughs> I was, 100% believe it. It blew me away. And I thought, how is this possibly happening? Have you I, told Halle Berry this story? I didn't tell Hallie this story at all. Oh, I my God. Tell Hallie. And it, I was wondering how this is happening. And the doors kept opening from there. From that moment on, the doors in Hollywood just opened and everything revealed itself to me. And I was totally pulled in. <gasps> wow, what an inspirational story. Yeah, it's, it's a great story. And he's a great guy. And I tell everybody every time I talk about it that he was just very instrumental in pulling me into my career today. So I'm always-, always And it's Nico, just one name. Nico, Nico Abrio is his last name. Oh, okay. Thank you. Oh my God. I love it. And then you've been here ever since. And what's, what's next? You, can you talk about the project that you're on right now? No, not yet. After eight. Well, yeah, the project I'm talking about right now is a Netflix project. um, And it's a sci-fi thriller um, called The Mothership. And And how Halle Berry, yeah. yeah stars in that. And her husband goes missing. So there's a big backstory behind that. He goes missing, but he's been taken by the mothership because he shouldn't have stayed on Earth. See? That's what you get for staying on Earth. <laughs> yeah, so that's basically the, the little bit of that story. And they have to find him. But it's it's really good. Wonderful. Really. And then I'm sure you have back to back to back to back. Are you, do you have things down the pike? Are you, is swimming, is COVID <laughs> over in your world? Is everything back to normal? Uh, that, well, as a matter of fact, when I leave here in about three weeks, I'm going to New Orleans to start a, a Dateline mystery series with Renee Zellweger. 
wait, I love it already. I'm sold. Inst- I'm instantly sold. That's- yeah, it's based on a Dateline story called that thing, The Thing with Pam. I know The Thing with Pam, of course. The podcast, everything. Oh, is she Pam? Yes, she's Pam. <gasps> oh my God. I am so excited. I'm excited as well. As, as, as I was getting the script and reading, I was like, oh, this is good. So, oh, that's yeah. fantastic. That's yeah, you. I imagine you're booked until 2024 now. And <laughs> once you get your Oscar next year, you're going to be, yeah, it's going to be till 2050. <laughs> well, I, I have a phone, I have a really important phone call tonight at 8 p.m. And that can really determine what's going on uh, at the top of the year. Okay, I'm going to cross absolutely everything for this phone call. (laughs) But your spirit is so beautiful. I know that you're just going to be walking on a yellow brick road forever for the rest of your career because you're just a joy and a light. Thank you. I'm I'm totally grateful. I'm so grateful for it. And I I don't take it for granted at all. No. No, I can tell. I can tell. Well, it's been such a thrill to talk to you, Lawrence. Thanks for having me. I, I really, really appreciate it. I, I'm so thrilled to have you. And I can't wait to share all of these stories and adventures with our listeners. And I will be talking to you again, I'm sure, Thank during the so next much. endeavor. Thanks, Lawrence. You're welcome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Next week, I am speaking to Emmy nominee Geriana San Juan, which was an absolute dream. I never wanted our conversation to end, and you won't either. You're going to love hearing her approach to designing these costumes for Halston, the series. She's an extraordinary artist, and she tells us absolutely everything about what goes into her work, what we saw in this series with the costume design, which was, as you know, otherworldly. Until then, make sure you're subscribed and tell me everything you're watching and everything you're loving out there. I love hearing from you guys and I will see you back here. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok. Produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Nicole Tucker. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel Look Behind the Look podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at LookBehindPod and Instagram at Look Behind the Look. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.